Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Oh, you said your name, sir? LT? Yes, sir. And where are you from? Philadelphia. Are you an Eagles fan? Yes. How long have you been following the team for? Since about 1994. What's your name? My name's Sam. From afar, do you have any notions about the Eagles? Philly is a historical city, but uh, it seems the people are uh, a tad bit aggressive. Who's your favorite football team? The Eagles. When you see that blue star on that silver helmet, tell it's me, how does that make you feel? It's Erkin. <laughs> Are you a Cowboys fan? I'm a Cowboys fan. I grew up in this area all my life. Born here, raised here. What are your perceptions of the Eagles? Eagles? They're going to kick our You can't just automatically say a team is America's team. I don't like them. So I'm American. I don't like them. So how's the, how, you, how do they get this, that tag as a automatically American scene? The city seems nice itself. It's just one of those places where the people in the city might ruin it for you. <laughs> They're winning. I'm loving it. I want them to take us to the Super Bowl. You're saying Super Bowl. Do you think they have it in them? Yeah, I definitely do. Can you give me an Eagles chant? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> Oh yeah, it is Dallas week, baby, and this year it is going to be great. Birds, Cowboys, Christmas Eve, Eagles, they have a chance to wrap up the division and the conference. I cannot wait. You know, this rivalry between Philly and Dallas has ballooned even beyond sports. It seems like the two cities just hate each other, but I don't completely understand why. Is there a chance, perhaps, that it's more that we just don't understand each other? The truth is, and this might be hard to believe, we actually do have some friends in Dallas, the team behind the Texas Wants to Know podcast, and today we want to know what they think of all this. This is the John Cast, a podcast about interesting and unexpected stories from Philadelphia. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Serka. I'm Brian Seltzer, and today we're going to get to the bottom of the Eagles and the Cowboys and see if maybe, just maybe, we Philadelphians could view Dallas in a slightly different light, maybe. To represent the Dallas side of this debate, we have got Bailey Friday here. She's the host of Texas Wants to Know. Hey, Bailey. Hi. All right. First things first, let's get into the origins of this rivalry. We wanted to consult the experts on this one, so I talked with Brian Broadus, one of the afternoon hosts on Odyssey's 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. My personal experience is I lived in Philadelphia. Okay, I'm from Dallas, Texas, and When I lived in Philadelphia my one year, I never told anybody where I was from. Brian is also a former NFL scout who worked for both the Eagles and Cowboys. I never said I'm from Dallas. I said I'm from Waco, Texas. I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm from Houston. I never told anybody I was from Dallas just for that reason, because I knew how hated, you know, people, the the, the rivalry of the city. 
Here in Philly, John Marks is the co-host of the Afternoon Sports Show on our sports station down the hall, 94 WIP, the Marks and Reese Show, which he co-hosts with a former Eagle, Ike Reese. Now, John is a lifelong Philadelphian, and he has lived and breathed this rivalry between the Eagles and the Cowboys for as long as he can remember. My first memories of life, really, are the Eagles going to the Super Bowl in 1980 just remembered at a very young age that you didn't like the Cowboys. They were the enemy. You wanted to beat them. So my kids right now, my daughter's since two or three years old, knows E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, and you do not root for the Dallas Cowboys. Looking back at the Eagles records in the 1970s, it's super easy to see why Washington was the Cowboys' biggest rival back then. It used to be the Washington team way back in the day. And Mm. no, the last, say, 20, 25 years, it's clearly the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys' biggest rivals. That's standing in their way right now of winning this division, playing Philadelphia as we speak, as we get ready for this game on Christmas Eve. That's the team that's standing in their way. And, and Philadelphia looks at it as Dallas is the team that's trying to keep us from winning this division. That's why this rivalry does mean so much. But it didn't always. The Eagles beat Vince Lombardi's Green Bay Packers in the 1960 NFL Championship game and then proceeded to miss the playoffs for the next 17 years. And then they all of a sudden they got Dick Vermeil there in the 80s and they started drafting players and they started to get better. And all of a sudden it's like instead of beating up on Philadelphia every week, me going to a game and like, oh, this is easy. We're going to beat the Eagles today. No, it started to be where, you know, they were those players that came on board. It got your attention. From Philadelphia's point of view, though, the rivalry was always there. John doesn't really even know when exactly it started. It's just something he's always known. Going into that 1980 season before the Super Bowl, Dallas was the enemy. So I think the Cowboys, because they're America's team and they've always been better than the Eagles and They were always through generations from the 70s to the 80s. The generation said, this is the team that you're supposed to hate more than anybody. And I don't know if a 15-year-old right now really needs to know why you hate the Cowboys so much other than you just hate the Cowboys so much. I'm like John, guys. I grew up during an era when the on the Philadelphia side, hatred, envy, jealousy was just festering among Philadelphians in the direction of the Cowboys. I mean, honestly, like, I just wanted to vomit and retch and hurl every time I had to see the Cowboys on TV in the 90s because they were always on national TV. You couldn't escape them. But guess what? In the last 15 to 20 years, gosh darn it, the worm has turned. I think this is explained when you look at when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and how important that was in 2017, 2018, how important it was, not just because the Eagles were in the Super Bowl and it's football that generations of families have been Eagles fans and how much it meant to them to see, wow, after all these years, the Eagles are finally going to the Super Bowl and they can win. And then when they won, it was just generations and generations, people going to grave sites of their grandfather who has already passed away on the morning of the Super Bowl and putting a jersey down or something like that. Eagle fans think the Cowboys fans are entitled. Forever, the Eagles never had a Super Bowl and then they finally got a Super Bowl. And now the argument, it was always like, Where are your Lombardi trophies? You know, that was always the argument or the comeback. And then when the Eagles won the championship, well, Cowboy fans really couldn't say that. The Eagle fans then said, well, when's the last time you guys won a championship? 1995? What are you talking about? We just won one just here recently. When's the last time you won one? So it went from 
the number of championships to when did you win one last to, well, when did you win one last? Clearly there's a really long history here, but looking back, can you pinpoint any specific incidents that really ratcheted things up between fans? Jimmy Johnson accused the Eagles of setting bounties on Cowboy players, like that the Eagle coaches were paying their players to hurt Cowboy players. And then I remember Michael Irvin in 1999, it was my first year with the Cowboys. We're playing a game in Philadelphia at the vet. Michael Irvin, the star wide receiver from the Cowboys, gets hurt. He's laying on the ground, neck injury. The Eagle fans are booing him laying on the ground, hurt. And you're like going, man, this is serious here now. This there is some there's some there's some hatred going on here. It was before a Cowboys game where they had like a blow up Cowboys doll or something like that. That was like a big balloon or something like that. And there was this guy that used to bring a, ch- a chainsaw. <laughs> I still can't believe this. Happened. All right, so he's chainsawing this this blow up doll, and like the chainsaw gets caught, and it ends up like clipping them. So no, so like like literally, this is how this is how worked up people get before these games. The guy brought a chainsaw and ended up hurting himself with the chainsaw. That reputation precedes Eagles fans. In fact, one Cowboys fan I talked to knew just one thing about y'all. All I know is what I've been told. I think they're the only stadium that has a jail. Okay, we have to clear a few things up here. First of all, that jail. That existed at the Eagles' previous stadium, the Vet, Veteran Stadium, which the Eagles haven't played in for 20 years. But like John Marks, I went to games at this old stadium, Veteran Stadium. The Eagles play in a place called Lincoln Financial Field now. And there was just no place like the Vet. It's like it just had this way of bringing out the, the most intense of intense Philadelphia sports fan behaviors. For the most part, Veteran Stadium, there was a lot of fights. And a lot of that was because the Cowboys fans were winning and they were being obnoxious and they were almost looking for it. But then you would find it in more modern days. Cowboys fans still come. They will get stuff thrown on them and things like that. They shouldn't. That's that's wrong. We shouldn't. Eagles fans shouldn't do that to anybody. But it's not like it was in Veteran Stadium. I don't think the Philly fans look at the Cowboy fans as as passionate as them. I think that's the biggest problem that like, listen, you've had sports success. Why are you not more into it? We're over here like losing. We're over here struggling and we go to the games or we do this or we do that. It seems like on the East Coast, Jersey, Philly, Delaware, even New York, there's a lot of Cowboys fans. There's so many Cowboy fans in this area when they're good that almost makes, almost makes you hate the team worse. They're everywhere, right? Like when they say they're America's team, I mean, that's really what it's about. They say they're America's team, and that's the way they act. That's the way the owner acts. That's the way the fan acts. So in a city like Philadelphia where they're telling you we're better than you, we're America's team, you're the, you're the Eagles, you know, Eagles fans are going to feel a certain way about that. And that leads us to the impressions of what people think the fans are like. Now, as we've been saying, Philadelphia fans have a reputation of being – intense, maybe a little violent at times. And Dallas, no offense, Bailey, I don't mean you. This is just the stereotype that Dallasites are a little bit, I guess we could say, uppity. So I have a friend that works in radio that worked in Dallas. So the impressions that he's given me are that, you know, like women aren't going aren't going to Starbucks at 8 a.m. wearing yoga pants and a T-shirt. They're wearing heels 
and what they're going out in the day with. Not a lot of casual wear that's being uh, put out there. And lots of money, lots of oil money. Just kind of a different sports culture than, uh, than what we're used to here. We know there's a lot of Cowboys fans, and they love football. And high school football is big down there. College football is big down there. But we feel like in Philadelphia, we take our NFL football more seriously than anybody. I would put Philly fans above New York fans for their sports passion. These Philly fans, they live and die this. And they live and die this series. They really live and die the Dallas game. That, that really is something that, you know, you find a way to beat Dallas twice in a year. That, that's made their year. They could be 2-15 and 15, uh, record-wise, but if the two wins are against the Cowboys, it was a successful year. That's true. Eagles fans will tell you that. In fact, a fan did tell former Eagles player Jalen Mills exactly that when he started playing in Philly. My first day in Philly, I was out eating a cheesesteak, and I remember I had a fan tell me my rookie year, man, I don't care if y'all lose every game. As long as I beat Dallas twice a year, my year is made. Now, that might be a slight exaggeration. I think that if you listen to WIP, you could hear if the Eagles are not doing well, like any of our sports teams here in Philadelphia, the lines are lighting up and people are upset and not happy. But it is such a big thing, this Eagles-Dallas thing. And, like, I just feel like we're a very prideful city And it's not that we're out to get you if you're not one of us, but there's just that pride here. And we can bust on ourselves. Like if you live in Philadelphia or you're from Philadelphia, you can bust stones about Philadelphia. But if you're from the outside, no, nope, that is uh, (laughs) that's not going to fly. It's two cities that are really different. I mean, and I've lived like I say, I'm from one of them and lived in the other. And I respect people in Philadelphia. That is a hard nosed, tough carry a lot of weight on their shoulders type of folks. And, you know, I never wanted to mess with them. I never, uh, don't don't let me have to fight Philly fans on anything because I know the background that those guys and gals come from. But you know what? I have been to Dallas about half a dozen times and it's nice. I really like it there. Yeah, it is really nice. You know, I definitely still frequent Starbucks in my yoga pants. I've got no oil money. (laughs) I definitely have no oil money. So like with anything, I think it just depends on the individual. And if I really think about it, I think a lot of my opinions about Philly come just from what people have told me. I don't know much about the city. I did visit once, stayed for a couple days, and it was fun, guys. I enjoyed it. I didn't touch down and immediately feel an overwhelming sense of hatred or anything like that. So it sounds like... We're really sort of just told to hate each other. And so many of us, maybe the three of us in this room, maybe other people in our cities, don't even really know why. So what if all of this hate really just comes from misconceptions and rumors and possibly false reputations? Yeah. I want to hear what people were telling Bailey about Philadelphia. (laughs) What was being said? Well, hopefully we can clear some of that stuff up. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to go through what's true and what is just rumors about each of our great cities and see if we can find some common ground before the big game. A Philadelphia dentist today was sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000. This was just unbelievable. You got to understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point. No one could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer. This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C13 Originals at Cadence 13 Studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back. I'm Bailey Friday in Dallas with Texas Wants to Know. And here from the Johncast in Philadelphia, I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And I'm Brian Seltzer. Okay, so now we understand why Dallas and Philly seem to hate each other so much. But y'all, does it really have to be that way? I mean, come on. You know, I know there are a lot of stereotypes about Philadelphians that are just not true, at least not about all of us, maybe some of us. For sure. And the same can be said for Dallas. So like I said, I've been to Dallas a handful of times, but I've only been there when I have been there for stretches of like 36 to 48 hours. So I haven't gotten the full-fledged experience, but I have gotten enough to know that it's it's great. Like there's great neighborhoods within the city. The grub is great. So I think that anyone who feels like, especially up here, not saying this is necessarily the case, but if you think that a city like Dallas is all about cowboy hats and cowboy boots, that is totally not true. Yeah, I hope no Texans come after me for this, but I personally don't even own a cowboy hat. And I don't own boots either. I do go out country western dancing sometimes, but I'm usually just wearing my Converse. So (laughs) I'm that person. Teach their own. I know a lot of people do rock that cowboy style here, especially in Fort Worth. That's where the big rancher culture is more of a thing. The grub that I've had in Dallas has been tremendous. I've been to Deep Ellum. That's kind of like if you're from Philadelphia, think maybe Fishtown, Northern Liberties, Old Kensington vibes. Uh, and then there's Pecan Lodge. Love it there. Had oh, to wait. I got to stop you there, Brian. I got to stop you. What happened? What did I do? It is not Pecan. It is Pecan. <laughs> if you're a true Texan, it's Pecan. How elegant. That sounds so much more sophisticated. <laughs> right? <laughs> and we've got our great barbecue, too. I mean, I'm sure that's something you'll hear about all the time as our Texas barbecue. We're pretty proud of it. And the crazy thing is it's not just restaurants that serve the best, Right. We, Texans, take a lot of pride in making our own barbecue. For example, every holiday, and I'm excited because Christmas is coming up, right? Every holiday, my family always has at least five or six different kinds of meats available. The brisket and the fall-off-the-bone ribs, ah, they are the biggest hit every year. We live for it. Can we come this year? Is that possible? Is it <laughs> no, too late? It sounds, my yeah. mouth is watering already. Right? Come down, guys, <laughs> for sure. And I want to talk about Philly food, too. Tell me. Are the cheesesteaks really that big of a deal? They are. You know what? You will never get a cheesesteak anywhere else like you will in Philadelphia. Any place else where they try to make them, it's not legit. Yeah, Bailey, if you ever come up here, if you really want to score some points and impress people with your culinary taste, maybe even go for like a roast pork or a roast beef in addition to or instead of the cheesesteak. Hoagies also huge up here. Hoagie, is that like a sub? Yes, yes it is. But in Philly, you've got to call it a hoagie. Y'all got weird lingo, guys. I got to tell you, why is your podcast called the John Cast? What the heck is a John? Great question, (laughs) Bailey. I think maybe the best way that at least I can describe it, and Sabrina, you can help me out here. It's kind of like a catch-all. I think the one rule for using John is that it has to be applied towards a noun that is also an inanimate object. It's definitely a noun. It's kind of a substitute noun. If you can't think of the name of something or you're just talking about something without, you know, using the proper noun or name for it, it comes from black vernacular and similar to other cities that might say like joint, like, hey, what's that John behind you? You know, something like that. And it's J-A-W-N. So if anyone is listening, it's like John. It's not John like the person's name. Okay, that really helped when you used it in a sentence. I was very lost before that. (laughs) It's like talking to that John right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. But you know what? 
I do break some of the Philly kind of typical language rules. I never really got into saying use when referring to a group of people. It's like a group of yous, right? I get it. But I actually say y'all a lot more often. Good. Yes. <laughs> y'all is spreading. I'm telling you, it is one of the best words out there. It's so useful. I think it's better than you guys. That's just my Southerner coming out. But uh, it's popular these days, even outside the South. It makes so much sense as a gender neutral term. You know, I mean, use is gender neutral, too. It's just multiple use. But <laughs> it sounds like a like a pack of animals. <laughs> What about Metroplex? I've been to Dallas. I've seen Metroplex being used. What What is the Metroplex? I've never thought about it that much. I grew up just in the Metroplex, so that's what it is. It's the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It's the place where the cities meet and are one. But I've never thought of that as a weird Texas thing. That's funny. I had never heard that word. Y'all, that's wild. I thought that was something people used all over the place. I had no idea that was no. a Texas thing. Nope. Okay. You know, another thing that's different, though, so we will order a soda at a restaurant, but that's not how you all say it down there, is it? Oh, no. All soda is a Coke. You order a Coke, a waitress or waiter from Texas is going to say what kind. Unless you want a Dr. Pepper, then you say Dr. Pepper. There's Cokes and there's Dr. Pepper. Why is Dr. Pepper different? It's special here. I mean, uh, that's all there is to it. Dr. Pepper is its own thing. And it's just you got to make that specification. If you're going for a Dr. Pepper, you are going for an icy cold Texas Dr. Pepper. Interesting. So if I want to order a Coca-Cola, I have to ask for a Coke and then explain that the type of Coke that I want is Coke. Yeah. So you'll say, I want a Coke. They'll say, what kind? You say Coke and they write it down. Okay. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of what I've heard about Dallas comes from other parts of Texas too. Like, I don't know why you all have so many enemies in your own state. Like one example, (laughs) this is probably extreme, but I found this on Reddit under the R Texas thread. A guy from Houston posted, people from Dallas are pretentious moronic dingleberries who need to go (laughs) back to brunch with their pastel polo shirts and non-swanging rims so we never have to see them again. Wow. Okay, first of all, I really love this guy's vocabulary. He paints a picture with words. It's beautiful. But uh, t- I mean, I don't think we're that pretentious. If, if we're being honest, I think other Texas cities kind of have that idea. They've got that impression. And a lot of that hate, for whatever reason, comes from Houston. I don't know why. So interesting. Can we talk about Philly's mascots for a second, though? So the Eagles make sense to me. But what on earth is gritty? He came up on another Odyssey podcast, Something Off Beat, with Jason Klein, the co-founder of the sports marketing agency Brandios. All of a sudden, gritty shows up, right? Gritty in Philadelphia, and everybody is like, what the heck is this? You either love it or you hate it, but you can't ignore it. I agree with Jason that you cannot ignore gritty. Virtually impossible. But I also have never heard of anyone who hates gritty. I feel like gritty has become this beloved, almost universally accepted figure. We do have great mascots in Philly, not just great mascots, great pear-shaped mascots, (laughs) rotund-bottomed mascots, because it's not just gritty. The shape, the very distinct pear shape of gritty, I think, was inspired by the OG, the Philly fanatic, who I feel like people, whether you're a sports fan or not, know who the Philly fanatic is. Big green furry thing that sticks out its tongue. We love the fanatic. I mean, the Cowboys have Rowdy. He's a dude wearing a Cowboys jersey and a Cowboy hat, so it's pretty straightforward. You know, I feel like 
Dallas's mascots are are pretty straightforward. You've got the cowboy, uh, and then very, very literally, you've got Mavs Man, who is like pretty much a human basketball. Right? I mean, how more on the nose can you get? That it is what it is. <laughs> it's a little creepy looking, to be honest. <laughs> I'm personally afraid of all costumed characters, so they're all creepy looking to me. That's valid. I do think there is a through line hearing us talk with pride about where we live and where we've come from. And it's that there is that pride. I think that could be the common ground that potentially could unite Philadelphia and then Dallas. We got pride. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Philly seems really cool. Y'all have so much history. The American Revolution might not have happened without Philadelphia. That's a pretty big boast right there. We sure do have a lot of history here. And Dallas is really fun, too. I've visited there. I always love that Southern charm. And fun fact, did you know both German chocolate cake and frozen margaritas were invented in Dallas? So you know what? Claps for those. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah, German chocolate cake, not named for the country Germany. It is named for a guy named Samuel German. What? That's insane. Uh, sidebar, I was in Germany last week and had chocolate cake and thought it was gross. And now I know why. It's because I was raised with authentic Texan German chocolate cake. That's amazing. <sighs> wow. You know, I think not to get too soapboxy either, that something we can all learn from this is maybe perhaps you've been told a lot of things about a place or a thing and you have these preconceived notions and preconceptions. Get out a bit, experience the world, and who knows? You might be like me. Be a Philadelphian through and through, head down to Dallas, and actually find yourself having a fantastic time and being eager to return. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the Cowboys are still going to crush you on Saturday. <laughs> um, We've lost only one game this season. I mean, come on, <laughs> Bailey. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. I stand by my Cowboys, guys. <laughs> well, may the best team win, which will obviously be the Eagles. <laughs> All right. The JohnCast is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcasts, and it's made in Philadelphia by Tom Rickert, Myron Kaplan, Holly Stevens, and Bibiana Correa. We're your hosts. I'm Sabrina Boyd Serka. And I'm Brian Seltzer. Thanks to the team at Texas Wants to Know and to Bailey Friday for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. Check them out on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts, where you can also follow us to get all new episodes when we're back in the new year. We're also on Twitter at the JohnCast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting through 2022 with us. Have a happy holiday season, a happy new year, and go birds.